What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. Uh, this week on the show, we have a guest that I'm extremely excited about. Her name is Liv. She lives in Los Angeles by way of Dallas, Texas, and she released a record this year that is by and away one of my favorites of the year called Couldn't Wait to Tell You with an ellipsis at the end. And it is just a gorgeous record. I really think that it is the beginnings of a legendary career. I just think that she's, you know, the first her, not the next anybody else. I think um, she's going to have a really... Uh, long-lasting and fruitful career, and I'm just really grateful that she was able to do the show. So thankful for that. That said, not a lot happened this week, just a lot of work stuff, still working on trying to grow the Instagram that's kind of taking over my day-to-day, which brings me to a documentary that I watched that was called The Social Dilemma, and... It was heavy, and it was disheartening for me to watch. Uh, It brought up a lot of interesting points about, uh, you know, social media technology being really something that is the first of its kind. It can't really be compared to previous technologies like the printing press or the television because the technology has grown uh, exponentially so quickly, and it was all invented by, like, you know, 35 white dudes in the Bay, kind of, and... They've gotten to make all the decisions about it. And now basically we're all just wired into this goddamn algorithm, which really got me thinking a lot just about how I can't stand algorithms. And, you know, part of the goal nowadays with Kind of Neat is to try and find stuff that's outside of the algorithm, stuff that doesn't get suggested to you on your Spotify's or whatever. But at the same time, we're kind of always fighting to get pushed higher up into the algorithm. That's kind of the give and take of this show where the only way for our YouTube videos to succeed or the only way for the Instagram uh, channel to grow or what have you is to make stuff viral. And I don't know, it's got me just thinking about what the fuck I'm doing, you know? Um, It's a bummer to be involved in all of that. I really do think that social media in general not a great thing definitely addicted to it and it's funny since watching that documentary i've found myself just checking twitter and instagram even more than i did before like the power of suggestion about being as addicted as i am made me double down on the addiction it's crazy but yeah then i don't know today i was at the dog park talking to my buddy about police and and uh you know i started talking shit about cops kind of he's like hey man chill. I've got a lot of cop friends. And I was kind of like, oh God. I'm like, you didn't want to be a police officer, did you? Da, 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 da. We get to arguing about, you know, not arguing, but having a conversation about defunding and eventually abolishing police and why I agree with that and why he doesn't. And then I get home and my Instagram feed suddenly is filled with brutal police misdoings, you know, just more trauma porn and it it was just weird uh that i think my phone listening to that conversation uh you know brought that more into my timeline and i had to see more uh abusive police officers committing atrocities i don't really know what i'm getting at with this other than the world the world is on fire uh 
we're all plugged in way too deep into the matrix. <laughs> uh, I have a feeling that no matter what happens in November, uh, Donald Trump will somehow try to stay in office or will stay in office. And yeah, it's all weighing heavy on your boy's shoulders. These intros, I'm sure they're just a shining light in your week, aren't they? The brightest spot in all of your Wednesday morning. Watch that documentary. Learn a little something. I know it's probably corny to like talk about Netflix documentaries. Every I don't know. What else are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be staying inside. That said, man, it looks like everybody had a lot of fun this weekend on, on the timeline. You know, looking through Instagram stories, I saw a lot of, saw a lot of parties, saw very few masks, saw some party buses, saw all kinds of stuff that looked like it would have been fun had we not been in the middle of a pandemic. I don't know. I feel like we are going to be wearing masks and trying to socially distance for a couple years. Uh, it's It's wild to hear that a lot of European countries are now going through their second wave because we're still not done with our first wave. And so after this first wave finally goes down and everybody gets comfortable, we're just going to go straight into a second wave and it's going to be as bad or as uh, or worse as the first time. If you follow the history of pandemics, that seems to be how it works. So yeah, but here we are chugging along trying not to miss any weeks in our weekly cadence of this thing that maybe you found through the algorithm. Who knows? Anyhow, like I said, Liv, if you haven't heard her record, uh, couldn't wait to tell you, please go now and listen to it. Uh, it's a very, uh, is a very important piece of work. It is a very cohesive and beautiful album, all produced by one producer named Mejuan. Uh, killed it. It's amazingly produced and beautifully put together, and I just think that you will enjoy it. And so without further ado, here's my conversation with Liv. There's a line that I've heard a couple times on the new record where you say something about like people getting older and getting meaner, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think you mentioned that in two different Damn, songs. Damn, I did. And so unintentionally. Right. So I'm <laughs> like, what do you think about people getting older? You think they get meaner? I think they do, I, but I don't think it's about being mean. I think it's just about giving a fuck less. Really? Honestly. And I, sometimes that can come off as mean. Have you started to give a fuck less? Yeah. Surprisingly, honestly. And it makes me think about my grandmother a lot, because I always thought she was a hoot, just, like, real spicy. Even though she was, like, 80, like, really up there, but just... I'm like, I understand. I, you really have every right to... You live so many, like, Years. decades. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, what was your grandma's name? Olivia. It was Olivia? Mm -hmm. That's your real name as well? Mm-hmm. I love the name Olivia. It's great. It's a great name. It's really wonderful. And so were you close with your grandmother? I was. I, I really fucked with her. Yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Gma. She she in How long um, ago did she Inglewood pass? Cemetery right now. Um, she died twenty fifteen, twenty six, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, sixteen. You got to spend some good time with her though. I I did. I feel like 
honestly, I would have cherished it more now because now I'm more able to have those type of conversations instead of being like 10, 11, 12, and I'm just like, I know it all, or I just don't want to be hearing no, nothing like old people got to say right now. Like, But right now, it would just be a perfect time. But like, all my grandparents is pretty much out, like either gone or really on their way out right now. So oh, it's man. just like, damn. Uh, Where are all your grandparents from? So my uh, my granny that I was just talking about, she's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then my other granny, she's from Carthage, Texas, which is like deep south, deep as fuck. <laughs> like just deep. Like down by the border? Or in what? Texas. No, no. Like, like it's green. <laughs> it's just all green and dark. And there's nothing. There's no service. Oh, wow. There's no real roads type shit. Like, it's that type of... Like rural. Quite. Yeah. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. But I love that place. It's great. I would never go back. There's Carthage. My grandpa's from... Oh, I can't remember the name. Which of your grandparents were you closest with? For sure my dad's side in the in the time being, just because she was just so so flavorful to me. Like, her style was cool. Her, uh... Just the way she went about life. Like, she didn't really give a fuck if she was alone or not she would just do whatever she wanted and i was i was like i fuck with that and so your dad's side is the texas side no they're the california side oh they're the california side mm-hmm. los angeles okay so you have roots in both texas and california mm-hmm. yeah and so were you back and forth a lot as a kid mm-hmm. but from dallas that's what you like yeah i'm from dallas you're from dallas so that is specifically that... garland texas but garland dallas okay <laughs> so how is dallas the same as the rest of Texas, and how does it differ from the rest of Texas? Uh, politics. Is it a more obviously. progressive place because it's a city? Hell no. No, oh. It's still just like, I mean, I guess they try to be, but obviously you can't be because you're in a fucking red state. Yeah, it's a red as like, hell. It's just, everybody's just kind of stupid, but they be making money though, so it's just like, it's cool. I don't know, I like Dallas, but it's just kind of, eh. If, for me right now, when I went back, like when, I, when we went there on tour and shit, Stayed there for we stayed there for a few days, and that shit just literally felt like I wasn't at a college, and it was just hella international students. That's all it felt like. I was like, whoa, just big party town in the moment. But it was just mad weird. I fucked with it though. But it was just like this is not the same as it was. Like, how did your family end up in Garland, Texas? I don't know. I feel like my mom's mom just lived there. Yeah. I mean, we ended up, they centrally from Texas, so it was just like, right. niggas had to make their way to the city somehow or whatever. Yeah. Ma- mainly for work, though. I wouldn't doubt it that they went there for work. What were they doing for work? My grandma was probably like an accountant or some shit, or maybe she worked for the bank or like clean. I know she took, she actually took care of people. Both of my grandmothers did. Like, took care of like older age yeah, people. Yeah, like caregivers. At their, yeah, at their older age. That's such an important job. It's no. very interesting to watch because I'm like, you're really like 70 to 80 years old taking care of another person that's literally your same age. Oh, wow. That shit is crazy. That is wild. <laughs> like really making me join you to go to the nursing home. And you in here like, I'm like, I kind of feel like you're showing off right now. <laughs> but she was really, really taking care of people. And that shit is not beautiful to me. Damn. So you spend a lot of time in, in um, nursing homes. Like, like, <laughs> not, not, like not, not a lot of time. But what I'm saying is like you would see your grandparents working there. Just like my, my dad's mom, yeah. I would. And then my mom's mom, she would go to people's house and like every weekend like caregive for oh. them at their crib. So it was, it was interesting. You know, my dad 
Um, he just passed last year, and for the no, last no, it's all right. Uh, for the last two years of his life, he got Alzheimer's really, really young, right? And so, so did my grandma. He, oh, really? Yeah, this it's is terrible. Fucking awful. It's, it's the worst. No human should have to watch their family go through that. There's no point. Dementia, of it. like none of it's, that. Shit. It's fucked. Why? And so my and my dad got it when he was 54. Oh my god. Yeah. And so anyway. All that is to say, he spent the last two years of his life in a nursing home, and I would go visit every week or twice a week, and yeah, I would see little kids in there, and I would wonder, like, you know, visiting or, like, yeah, waiting for their parents to get off work, et cetera, et cetera, and I would wonder how is, like, what are they interpreting while they're there? Like, what do they see? You know what I'm saying? And so do you remember, do you have any memories of that? Honestly, I feel for any kid that finds that and, like, really sits there and talks to people in the nursing home or just like shit like that. I feel like I know somebody that would do that. I feel like Max would do that high key. But I was like, yo, this shit is boring. <laughs> like the smells are horrible. Oh, I don't want to be so here. Bad. Y'all are eating fucking rice pudding and gelatin so and just gross. it's so depressing. And I'm yeah. like wow, we really have to spend more than, like, two hours in here? This is crazy. That's the other thing. I don't know how those kids weren't just, like, peeling off their skin or boarding. Like, oh, like, my God. And I see why that's why people be threatening, like, okay, mom, I'm going to put you in a fucking nursing home. You keep, like, for real. I, I understand because that shit is horrible. And then it's like they also be mistreating you in there. Yeah. That is, there's no winning. Your family don't come visit you. It's like either that or you're, the people that are supposed to be taking care of you don't. Yeah. That shit's horrible. It's a, it's a hard balance, man. Fuck that. What did your parents do for work as you're growing up? My mom worked for a law firm for a long time. Lawyer or paralegal or paralegal what Paralegal type shit. But now she, she still works for a law firm, but um, she's not a paralegal anymore, but she still works. Yeah. And um, my dad was a musician, like a traveling musician. Oh, your dad is a musician? Mm-hmm. So he was like a Rolling Stone, huh? Was he, was he always on yeah, tour? Yeah, for the time being. Yeah. <laughs> for the time being until like... It, well, that wasn't a thing anymore. Like, he played for the Canton Spirituals, the, the gospel group. Oh, he played wow. for the Williams Brothers. Oh, wow. My dad has a crazy rap sheet, honestly. I, I, I wish I could really get into that, but it would take a minute, and I would probably have to sit here and look that shit you up. You have to, like, look at his Wikipedia page or yeah, what? Yeah, or not even, but just for sure on Disguise or, like, what type of shit. What did he, he play? He wrote a lot of shit. He wrote... He played keys, and but he like arranged a lot of shit. He wrote for the Whispers. Oh wow! All types of shit. So it's small it's, talk and that small talking with you. He uh, wrote. A, I'm like, go ahead, Norman. Period. Great song. That's amazing. Yeah. So you cool. you've got music in your blood then. Yeah, and I really tried to avoid that shit. You tried to avoid it. I hated it. I really? was like, I don't want to do this. I feel like I had one moment where I was like, okay, I kind of want to do this. And me and my cousin made a song. I got to hit her up and ask her if she remembered that shit. But <laughs> we, we we made a song and I was just like, man, this is bad. <laughs> and then it's just like, that was it. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. How old was that? I was probably like six, seven. Oh, that's so you're young. a baby, but baby. Just on my Capricorn shit, I was like, I'm good. Like, that's not, that's not it. If I can't do it how I want to do it, then I'm not going to do it. So at six years old, you got down on yourself because you couldn't, make the, yeah. you couldn't make the song perfect? Ruled by Saturn. Wow. <laughs> Literally ruled by fucking Saturn. Just like, no. Wow. That's not happening. So I was like, all right, so what am I going to do? Am I going to be a dentist? Like, what am I? At six. Am we, I it's like having a, a whole family be a doctor, and they're like, so when are you starting your doctor's degree? Can your mom sing, too, or what? She can sing. She sang in the church choir. She directed the church choir. So you grew up 
in the church and, and singing in church and stuff My like that? My brother played drums. He's still killing right now. Tehran Lockett. Oh, how many siblings do you have? I have two brothers. Are you the youngest? Yes. You're the baby? Yes. How much older are they than you? Uh, my oldest brother is like 34 now, yeah. 35. So it was a pretty gap, so he's much big older gap. than you. Yeah, they both are in their 30s, so okay. it's a pretty big gap, honestly. So you're damn near like psychologically an only child at that point. Okay, yeah. like literally. Because <laughs> they were out the house by the time you were probably just in elementary school. Just not fucking with me. Or just like, I just rem- I had a few, like me and my brother lived with each other for like a very short amount of time. And all that shit was just pure hell and just pure, like, back and forth and just... Because he's a Capricorn, too. He was born on July 26th. I mean, uh, January... I mean, December 26th. One of those. So I was just like, yeah. I'm like, but that ass, like, almost sharing a birthday with Jesus is very crazy. So I'm like, you're you're the December Capricorn. You're, you're mean. Are you a January Capricorn? Yeah. And so what is the difference between those two? I don't know. I feel like they're just different. Like, well, I feel like men... Like, when you look at the signs, men and women are just different in general. But I don't know. It's something about December Capricorns that just don't rub me right. <laughs> I got you. Are you deep into astrology? Not really, but I kind of—I'll I be seeing the parallels, though. Yo, same. I, I, like, am not studied up on it, but I definitely see like the, enough. like, patterns. I'm a cancer. And so uh-huh. and so I've noticed in my life that, like, the people that I get drawn close to are usually, like, other cancers and Tauruses and Pisces. It's, like, just all of them, uh, always damn. the same. What is it? Is a cancer a It's a water, water sign. sign. Yeah, we're the crab. Facts. You know, so we don't like to move. We like to stay at home, Aww. et cetera, et cetera. We're yeah, my brother's a cancer. Tough on the outside, soft on the inside. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can relate. For sure, can relate. Aww. So music is just all over your childhood. Your your dad's playing for bands. Your dad's composing. Is he like uh, recording people? Like, are you seeing him in recording sessions and stuff like that? Like, are you ever in the At studio? The crib. Yeah. Like when we had like our second crib when I was growing up, he had like his boom boom room, quote unquote, and it was like upstairs, and he had a little Korg set up with the record. Like it was cool. It was a cool ass situation. And your brothers are heavy into the music, too, as kids? Mm, yeah, I feel like they was putting me onto a lot of shit that my parents wouldn't let me listen to, like Outkast, all that shit. Like, I don't know, just shit that was probably just like, yeah, nah. Devin the Dude, like, <laughs> just Yo. all types of shit. I'm like, all right, quick, Shout quick. out Devin the Dude. That's one, one of my favorite rappers. I'd love to get him on Straight this show up. eventually. He's so right. fire. Yeah, he's, he's, so hard. he's amazing. Uh, why? Did your parents not let you listen to um, secular music? I think my mom, my dad was trying more not to do that. Just because I'm, I'm his only child between just himself and doing it Oh, I got so you. So it's like, I feel like he was just kind of doing too much, honestly. But my mom was like, ah, oh, whatever. He's like, trying to shelter you? Yeah, but my mom was like, whatever, girl. So you're her third and his first. How did they mm-hmm. meet? Do you know the Do you know their meet cute story? No. No? You never asked? I don't think I really cared that much. Really? Because it's just like, all right, y'all separated. Cool. That doesn't oh. seem cool. Were they together when you were a kid at all? Uh, for a little bit, but like I literally saw the whole transition of them like separating. So it was just like, okay, I'm kind of glad they did, but I'm just also like, how old were you? I feel like you could have talked about it. <laughs> like I don't know, it's it's weird. I think I was like eight, maybe. Yeah. So did you end up going back and forth between them, or did you stay with one more than the other? Um, at one point I stayed with my dad a little bit more, and then my mom ended up moving to Longview. Texas, which is still the deep south as fuck, probably like an hour or two away from Carthage. And I wanted to move with her because I was like, damn, my mom's going to be lonely as hell. Like, 
that shit hella sad. I could kind of tell that there was like a shift going on with her. I didn't know what it was, obviously, because I was so young, but I was just like, I feel like I need to be with you. And like, yeah. And then, so you moved to Longview? Yeah, shit was fucking horrible. What was wow. that like? What's trauma. Like? Why? <laughs> just, just trauma. Because it's like, there's nobody like you. When you say like you, what do you mean? Um, you're moving from a city to the country. So it's just like, all right, everybody's fucking dark ages behind. And then mad niggas is doing drugs around you. You don't even know what kind of drugs is going on. But you're just so young and naive to a lot of shit. But it's like, I don't know. I'm like recently, not even this year, but it's like in the past couple of years, I've just been kind of revisiting that in my head and just thinking like how fucking horrible that actually was. And I'm like, damn, like. Okay, niggas was struggling. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> but it was, I don't know, built character. How long were you there for? I was there all throughout, like, so I think I left. I don't know where the fuck I went to middle school. But um, I went to junior high there, so that was just an odd time for development. But I was cool because I had sports. I had basketball. I had volleyball and shit. We was running track. It was it was great. So I like that aspect. I played in the band. I was a twirler. Oh, so wow. Like some little, you were like, doing everything. Junior high run, and then I got to high school. I went to back to Dallas for high school. Yeah. So I went to Booker T, so I went to art school. So all that shit was just cahoots just <laughs> throw it in the trash and not athletic no more <laughs> like just completely on my ass so i don't know that was cool though i like let's break this down a little bit so you go to elementary school in dallas yeah or like yeah i did go to elementary school in dallas yes and um, then by the time you get to junior high that's when you're in longview yeah and then you move back to dallas yes because i couldn't take i couldn't take it anymore beyond the geographical location how was your relationship with your mom at the time? Were you, were you guys getting when along? When I was in yeah, junior long, Were you guys getting along good or no? I loved my mom, but that shit wasn't good. Looking back as a wiser, meaner, older woman now, <laughs> do you, <laughs> whose shit, fault was it? It was nobody's fault. It was just clashing. It was really just two people going through a period of change and not also two women. Not that I was a woman at the time, but just like I'm trying to hold somebody accountable who's like, my guardian and it's kind of difficult because they're going through their own shit and it's just like it was hard to watch it was really hard to just be in too so it was was a lot of shit I was realizing and I couldn't put a finger on that I could put a finger on now and not be so heavy about it but that shit was a lot (laughs) like that shit like I would I know mad people go through shit with their parents like nobody's parents are just like 100 like a couple of people's are but it's still something always. So it's just like, I don't know. That was different, though. I was like, I would never <laughs> wish that on nobody, for real. That was a lot. And so when you make your exit from Longview and head back to Dallas, was it was it a big, like, uh, argument crescendo where it's like, I'm out of here, Mom? Or was it just nah, kind of like, oh, no. I want to get back to Dallas? I just Dallas. called my dad, and I was like, yo, I want to come live with y'all for high school. I don't want to be here anymore. Obviously, my dad was fucking elated. Yeah, he was stoked, huh? Oh, my God, so annoying. But <laughs> but it was just, like, I felt bad because I knew, like, it was just, like, it wasn't nothing I was necessarily doing. It was just kind of, like, I don't know. It took a long time to get to where I kind of am with my mom right now. So it's just, like, yo, that shit. When one gets caught up in their ways of thinking, 
and it's just in the patterns and patterns and patterns and there's no one to be able to like reach in there and help them bring themselves out of that shit before it's too late or before you hit certain age where that shit is just a part of your life and that's all you can like it's really nothing you could do about yeah, that nah, shit yeah nah you can't change anything. so it's just like alright like I don't know you gotta want some shit for yourself like I don't know but you guys have an understanding now yeah. yeah, yeah, I fuck with my mom. I love her. She's Good. great. But I, I do. We, it's, it's still so many things to work on. Of course, life, obviously, so. it's lifelong. It's That's lifelong. what I'm saying. Like it's just like I can't really be mad. I could be uncomfortable a lot of the times, or just like kind of aggravated with the situation. But it, it don't be that serious. Yeah, I got you. Like I have a life to create. <laughs> like right. it's whatever. When you moved uh, back with your dad, had he remarried? You said, I want to live with y'all. Like oh, he... my God. Yes, he did. Oh, go ahead. In a po- great. I love her. She's great. I love her. Um, in the time that I moved there, I didn't. Right. Um, obviously, because I'm like eight. And I'm like, or not whole, or 12. Or whatever, yeah, something. But I don't know. One of them damn ages. But I did live with them before I moved to Longview. Yeah. So it was just like. I wasn't fucking with it, and I was like, I'm finna go live with my mama. And then I came back, and I was like, all right, I'm back with y'all niggas, like, whatever. But um, it was really on some Moesha shit, like, damn, you know my mama nigga, <laughs> like, fuck out of here. But, like, I don't know. And then your dad is just like, yeah, I'm sorry, she's, she makes the rules. Yeah. Under her roof, and it's like, uh, like, but I kind of, res- I will no, I do respect her for the uh, traumatizing things that, but with me in the shape though, like I feel like I wouldn't have a very clean house right now if it wasn't to her. Or just like would be hoarding a lot of shit or just like oh, I don't know, just yeah. just types of shit that she kinda like nipped in the bud real soon. So I fuck with that. Yeah, I really fuck with that. It's funny, it was horrible in the moment, but Did she bring kids into the uh family as well? Like did you have step siblings? All no? her kids are mad grown. Oh, okay. With their own kids are like about to like create their family, so once again so was your dad older child. was your dad older when he had you yes my dad was 40 oh he was yeah. 40 mm-hmm. my mom was in like, that's about her to late be 30s. my situation like it's it, lit though yeah that shit lit we're working on having a kid right now and i'm about to be 40 and i'm like by the time i Fuck have all, you know what i'm saying i'll be a, that old dad and then it's just like whatever though because you like got to have all your fun i did and, and also i feel like when you when you wait longer maybe you have more wisdom to pass down or something that and probably more patience Oh man, I have zero fucking patience right now. But like, I would, I could not have a baby right now. Yeah, I would not be good. <laughs> just, right, like maybe I, like maybe you would kick in if it was just like absolutely. You, you know what I'll be excited about if and when we have a child is that like I chased all my dreams and I won't have any resentment about like you came along and I didn't get exactly. to chase my dreams. Like, like I I'm not I trying to devote my fucking life to no baby right now. Yeah. Fuck them kids. <laughs> nah, for real, though, because I'm still a kid in my head. Like, what? It's something that shit hey, I that, done. That never goes away. That Like, also, lo- looking in the mirror and going, like, well, when did I get, when did I become 40? <laughs> like, what the fuck? What, when did this gray hair in my beard pop up? Like, yo, that never goes away. You know what? My grandmother <sighs> is turning, she's going to hate me if I get it wrong, but I think 96 this year. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, my, my Italian side of my family lives forever. That's amazing. Uh, and so she turned in 96, and she still, every time I talk to her, goes, holy Eric, every time I look at the mirror, I wonder who the fuck is this old broad in front of me? How, when did I take, when did I get this old? So I'm just like, yo, it really must never go I away. I know that shit is so crazy because it's not how you view, view yourself in your head, like, Mm-mm. ever. Yeah. I still don't even know what I look like every day. I'm still just like, what? 
is this? Mm. I don't know. But obviously nobody knows what they look like, truly. Yeah, I, re- I read something that um, since we have such a skewed vision in, uh, of ourselves and we've never actually looked at ourselves in three dimensions, that if, if your clone were to walk by, you, would not you know. wouldn't recognize them. You wouldn't know. Right. That shit is fucking terrifying. How wild is that? It's just scary. Like, I don't want to see that. Which is crazy because I feel like if I walk by, I'd be like, who is that handsome gentleman? <laughs> who is that dashing son of a bitch? Let me talk to you. Yeah. Let me talk look, to you you look here. like a cool guy. Let me, let, let's be friends. Let's be friends. <laughs> oh, God, I feel you. I feel you you really hard. Like, that's crazy. Uh, So, how do you go from being, like, this super jock, like, school spirit involved in everything (laughs) person in junior high? You're playing basketball, you're playing volleyball, you're a twirler, you're in band. That shit is funny. Wow. To to (laughs) then, you get accepted into um, an arts, what's the art school called? Booker T. Washington. It's a pretty famous high school or what? Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody came out there. Bitch, Roy Hargrove. Wow. Erica came out that yeah. shit. Uh, what's her name? Nora Jones came, went to Booker T. A bunch of jazz people went to Booker T. Booker T is live. It sounds like the equivalent of like Hamilton High in L.A. Um, where like a, yeah. lot, a lot of jazz musicians. Isn't that near kind of like Hollywood? It's more, it's closer to Culver City. Oh, like word. It's okay. like, uh, it's on the west side. A lot of the people that make the L.A. music scene happen, they went to Hamilton. Hamilton. That's funny. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Do you have to audition to get into that? I honestly really finessed. How? I won't tell anybody how I finessed. Okay, then don't. Yeah. So you didn't have to audition then. <laughs> Mm-mm. But do you ha- is it a school where you have to pick a major or pick a talent or yes. something? Yes. It's really like a college. Yeah. It's kind of fucking crazy. Because when I went to college, I was like, what the fuck? This that shit really was like college. Why am I here? <laughs> like for real. Like, like I already did this. I might as well just went to high school and to career. You feel me? Like fuck college. I should have thought about that the first time. But um, I went there for visual arts. Wow. So not even for music stuff. No, because I avoided music. Wow. For a long time. So okay. So let's let's delve into that. Uh, what kind of visual art? What medium were you using? Um, well, they kind of let us do the little 360 thing, so we had to try everything first and, like, take, you know, like, core classes or whatever. I was kind of more into jewelry design. I really fucked with making jewelry because, like, the torches and the, just the hands-on of everything, and I just like my hands being rough. <laughs> I don't know, that shit was, like, really revving up the uh, testosterone in me. Oh. <laughs> but, nah, but, um, so jewelry and... I did graphic design. Eh, that was cool. And then I did, like, just design in, in general. And that was cool. So that's just, like, it can be graphic design, but you're really just, like, designing a piece or, like, using different elements of design and creating art out of that. Were you already dabbling a lot in visual art before you went to Booker no, T? No, I was fucking horrible at everything, which is so funny. And that's why I fina- I really finessed and used this school as, like, a way to figure out, okay, like, because I don't want to do music, what do I want to do? <laughs> and I, But I always fuck with visual art because of how it made me feel when I went to, like, a museum or when I just went anywhere when I looked at architecture of buildings and shit like that. Like, I went to college for architecture oh wow i didn't really get into like the building aspect of it like actual like designing a building but more i did like object design oh sick so i fuck with that i still really build a fucking object right now really not right now but yeah i because i need a chair i need a i could really build you a chair though like i could really fuck with you without explaining how you finessed your way into the high school 
if you weren't a visual artist before and you were trying to avoid music, what is it that made you want to go to Booker T? Like, why choose Booker T? Well, I chose Booker T because I knew one person there. Yeah. But we didn't end up really being friends, which is funny. But yeah. I don't know. I just felt a little weird. Okay. I'm, like, I'm coming from a country-ass place. And then I don't want to play sports anymore. I don't want to deal with the drama, like the bullshit, like dealing with hoes, dealing with niggas, like just like having to, or like, I feel like if I went to a regular high school, it would probably cause me to think more like less about my scoring and more about my appearance. Uh, just like simple school shit. I don't know. That doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I was a little bit more open to being persuaded that direction just because of how life was going in uh, junior high so it was just like all right like I don't I don't really want to go to no regular high school I just went to a regular junior high wasn't really fucking with it but I really fucked with Booker T because the curriculum was just so much higher level so I was like ah oh, yes and then I could just like it wasn't just your core classes like algebra and all that shit it was like all right you have these four core classes and then the rest of your classes just art yeah so I, I was fucking with that because it helped me to research and critically think in different ways that I wouldn't have been thinking Possibly in a regular school. You get to kind of like pick what you want to learn about exactly. right, on your own. Yeah? It's like that. Exactly. And so, I don't know. Gives me a little bit more um, reason to go to school. Are, <laughs> like, for real. Yeah. Are you a naturally curious person? I, like, do you want to learn Yeah. all the time? I'm, well, not all not, the time. Yeah, yeah. But for sure, I'm def- I'd definitely be curious. Yeah. For just random things, though. Just not even like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm, like, a lifelong learner to a fault. I'm, like, so overly curious about everything. I feel you. But, like, curiosity also killed the cat, you feel me? So, like, sometimes I have to, like, dial it back. It's like, I. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like don't be nosy while you're being curious. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. Uh, fatal flaws. So, <laughs> uh, while you're at Booker T trying to avoid the music, <laughs> did the music kind of get into you anyway? Uh, not really. Because how the fuck did you, dude, Mm -hmm. you put out this amazing record this year. It's so good. And I'm like, how does this happen if you're trying to avoid making music? nothing to do with high school. (laughs) Just nothing. But I honestly, what I think what made me dabble in in, uh, music a little bit was my brother had like younger people that he like, played on so then etc would just like saw them grew up and they went to that high school like Mike Mitchell I don't know if you know who I Mike don't. Mitchell is but um Black Dynamite aka oh, yeah. okay um he's also also on Dolphin Records um but he went there Ben went there Ethan Worland went there like so all the Dolphin homies went there and like once I got introduced to Mike I just got got introduced to the music part of Booker T which was specifically in that terms just jazz yeah which was fucking crazy because Mike is a crazy ass drummer, and so I'm watching these young ass niggas do the wildest shit, and I'm Yo, like, "Jazz drummers are next level." I'm like, "Okay, here is the fucking gold, <laughs> like awesome." And they was mad cool. I don't know. Had you listened to jazz before that? Yeah, of course, but it's just like, but that was something that seeing it in person because it's like you're literally in the same vicinity as me. Yeah, and, and we're going to age. school. Yeah, we yeah. had the same math class. And was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, y'all really sitting here in combo one, or combo four, or three, or whatever it was, and like going the fuck off. I, you would pass like by the doors, and they would just be going the fuck off in the craziest, but like obviously in unison and not in a bad way, but just 
I don't know. That shit was really crazy to me. So I started hanging with them. And then they graduated. And then it was kind of lonely. And then they started. They moved to uh, Dolphin Road, which is how Dolphin Records came about. And I just started kicking with them there. So I was still doing art, but then I started dabbling in that. But I wasn't really singing or rapping or nothing. I was in, like, R&B ensemble a little bit. Not even, though, barely. Like, cause they, I feel like they was kind of hating on me, too, because they was, like, you know, just on some elitist shit. Like, you and Visual, why is you here in the music cluster? Like, you're not even, you feel me? And I'm like— They're, like, calling you a poser or something? What's up? Like, not even a poser, but just, like, you in our cluster, and it's, like, nigga, like— Basically kind of brushing me off. So it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm subconsciously thinking that, but, but I'm pretty sh- I'm not fucking blind to the bullshit, though. Like, I'll be seeing that shit, but it's okay. So then, probably my junior or senior year, that's when John Bapp came and started fucking with Dolphin. And then that's when it started getting lit. And I was like, okay. So I don't think, I still wasn't making songs, but I was DJing uh. at that point. Probably like my junior or senior year. And then, what does that look like? How do you start DJing? I just did it because I was hearing all these crazy songs, chilling with these men, yeah. or so. It was just like, all right, cool. Like J.C. Donaldson and, and Ben had a night at this bar called Off the Record in Deep Ellum, which is crazy. So I was like 17, 18 DJing at the bar. Oh wow! Just playing, hearing crazy classes, hearing crazy classes, getting fucked up. I'm trying not to get them closed down, but nah, yeah. But I don't even think that I could be lying. But anyway, yeah, it's all cap. But yeah, I'm God. Yeah. So um, yeah, we just in there getting live, and then so you'd be DJing the shows as, yeah. while you're still in high school. He was de- like getting clapped, DJing. And I had a lot of great times. Like that was a great time, honestly. Just hearing new shit. Like I don't know, that shit felt so fresh because everything was so new did you get passionate about djing to the extent where you're like in the bedroom shedding learning how to mix and shit like that or you just press and play on the next record yeah i'm just like i love the song you're curating yeah basically okay um but some at one point i was like really djing like like mixing shit but i don't know i didn't really want to get that serious about it so i um stopped doing that i just posted a couple of mixes on soundcloud or whatever during the transitional period of just like me either graduating or about to graduate. I don't know what was going on, but posting mixes. And then like, I remember I like wrote a little rap joint over in Monomari beat or something. Like when that nigga was really fucking going crazy on SoundCloud at the moment. I was like, okay, cool. And then I was writing a little bit of shit. Like, but this is like kind of when I was in college or when I had just transitioned to college. So I did that, and then I took started college and did a couple of classes, and I was like, I fucking hate this shit. Like, this is really, like, I'm really paying you to babysit me. Yeah, and, like, you had already done it, like you said. Like, your exactly. high school was I'm like, like yo, this is a waste why? of fucking money. I mean, I remember my freshman year of college feeling like, why am I even here? I took all of these classes as a freshman in high school. You know Horrible. what I mean? Yeah, because I wanted to be like... That it, shit is a scam. I wanted to major in arts, and they're like, okay, well, you have to get these uh, required classes done, and it was like shit that I did in get eighth grade. critical thinking on... But then again, I kind of... I would probably appreciate college more right now. Oh, yeah. Because I ain't got shit to do. Right. But also because of just, like, keeping my brain jogged. But realistically, man, with the internet now, you could put yourself through college on your iPhone. It seems that's a like. fact. But just specifically what the tasks were at that college, because I went to college in um, Chicago. I went to School of Arts Institute in Chicago. Oh, wow. So that was that was whatever. But I was just like, nigga, y'all fucking 
number one, charging people hella bread to even just get in the door utensils, like shit that you need to create the art. And I'm like, we can't, like, you can't even afford to make what you want to make. Right. So I was like, what the fuck? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to write these songs. At that point, I was meeting Clark in the community. Clark in the community was pulling up to me, like, type shit. Like, the homies was really there. Ben was there for a little short amount of time. I think he came a little bit. Um, Raimi was there um, for a little bit, I remember. So just, like, a few of the Dallas homies was there. Yeah. And, yeah, but that shit was crazy. So I was, like, writing songs then, and then I just, like, was like, all right. Have you always known you could sing even while you were trying to avoid getting sucked into the music or whatever? Uh, I feel like I could hold a tune, but I, I would never... You wouldn't be in the bathroom practicing, you wouldn't be... Nah, I would yeah. never consider myself as a singer. I think I just, like, to sing, but not, like, I would never go around being like, yeah, I'm a singer, because I don't, I don't, I can't put Because I always hear these myself. stories of people like, yeah, and then I was, like, secretly singing, but I didn't tell my friends, but not, nah, like, you, you're really, like, you're I don't look, fuck with you're, that. You're looking at me with this <laughs> like, face of disgust, like, ew, no, like, yeah. I was not doing that. Because even now, I'm just like, I don't even want to consider myself as a singer. I just want to consider myself as an instrument. Mm. Heavy. I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't really want to do all that, because I, I can't, like, I I can sing my own songs. I can't sing everybody else's songs right. all the time. I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to try to cover a nigga song. You can, like, deliver your own exactly. art. So I feel like I'm an instrument. I don't, I'm not really, I don't know. I really fuck with that. Um Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. For real, though. Um, did you apply a bunch of places, or you just were like, Chicago, this is it, I'm I went going. to Chicago because they had, they was like, okay, you could get in this college with, like, a 2.7, and oh. that's what I had. <laughs> and I was like, Here's where we're going to go. Plus, I like Chicago because it didn't feel like New York and it didn't feel like L.A. You know? Had you been before? I hadn't been to New York before. I had I went to Chicago maybe a little bit beforehand to, like, visit the school, I think, and just to be there. And it was really cool. And just to meet up with a boy, honestly, which is a fucking horrible reason to go. And, I'm, yeah, that was Chicago. Sometimes you just got to go shit. see a bad boy, you know? Yeah, but Chicago is full of bullshit, bullshit ass niggas, and specifically bullshit ass niggas. But, <laughs> but that's cool. That don't matter. I went to school, and that's what I was there for. And then I dropped out. How long did you last? I think okay, I dropped out right before I started my sophomore year. Yeah. So I don't even actually. So you made I, like honestly, one year. I couldn't even tell you if I did finals. I don't think really? I did any finals. Damn. So probably not even the whole year. <laughs> so it didn't even take the whole year to figure out, like, this college shit is Hell not for nah. me. I, found, I think what also fueled that is because I had to move out of my dorm. Mm. So once I moved out of my dorm and I wasn't as close to the school, I was like, oh, shit. Why'd you have to move? Um, couldn't afford it. Couldn't, didn't want to be in that predicament no more. I had a horrible roommate situation once again. Uh. It damn near looked like the same shorty. That I had recently, like, which is crazy as fuck to me because I was like, yo, the dreams that I was having in that dorm about beating that girl up was so fucking ridiculous. Yo, I had a college roommate nightmare one year that I, like, would purposefully try to sabotage his shit. Oh, man, like, it's, I hated it. It's not, it's not healthy. I knew it was going to be beef because of when she, before we even moved into our dorm, she hit me and she was like, can you braid hair? Yeah. It's a white girl now. Oh, I was no. like, can I braid hair? And she's like, yeah, have you ever seen Kylie Jenner braid her hair in the braids? And she puts, what is that? Like, yarn? Oh, my god! Or, like, ribbon? But it was, like, tracks in her in her hair. And I was like, this bitch is fucking a lunatic. Like, you really gonna ask me 
if I could braid your fucking hair, girl, I don't know you. Like, are you fucking serious? Oh, and I got there and it was like, wow. And it's so crazy because, like, I swear, that girl is literally the spit, spitting image of my recent roommate. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? This horrible pattern. Man. Get this out of here. I wonder what that kind of, like, why is the universe drawing you to these people? It's a lesson, though. Just don't rush. That's true. Mm. For me, at least. <laughs> like, just don't fucking rush into nothing. Don't rush. Just <laughs> is that is that what it was? You like? I don't know if the dorm situation. Yeah, the dorm. You probably got put there. I think so. I think I chose one girl though. Well, she was mad cool. Her name was Darius. She was so sweet. I loved her. I still love her. She's so sweet. I would give her a hug right now if I if I saw her. But yeah. the other girl, I would fucking pull her whole hair out, rip her fucking skull apart. Swear, like. <laughs> It's so dead ass. Wow, I never want to ever in my life, like, no offense to nobody, but I never want to have a white roommate ever in my fucking life. It just don't clash. Let me tell you. Because they just don't mind any fucking business. And it's like, bruh. See, nosiness. It's, like, <laughs> it's white people shit. <laughs> Look, man. I'm, a, I'm, like, I'm the king self-loathing oh white my person. Gosh. Trust me. I'm, I, I know. We're, we're trash. All right. Not the king self-loathing. I'm fucking like, <laughs> But nah, like... That shit, it's some white girls that's mad cool, though. Like, but, oh, no, I can't give it to all of them. Yeah. I don't fucking understand. Every time. When you when you uh, are forced to move out of the dorm because of this roommate, where do you go? I wasn't forced. I removed myself forced. because I was like, this girl will be in danger if y'all don't put me somewhere else. I swear for God. So I moved in with one of her friends. It was just so funny. It was a black girl. She was mad cool. Then I was just like, I think I just am not, not good with living with people. <laughs> but I think she was just I'm like. the same way. I was much better living by it's myself. It's just too close quarters. Like, I understand if it's a big crib, you know, I don't ever see nobody. But it's just like, nah, that dorm situation was not fire. So I moved out of there and I moved with um, this group of girls called uh, Mother Nature, which Pink Sifu put me onto. Oh, yeah. So they, they was his homies. And then they let me into their crib because they somehow had, like, a little space for their crib or whatever. When did you meet him? When did you meet Sifu? I met him when I was in high school. So probably my junior or senior year. Yeah. Maybe. How? Around there. SoundCloud. Just SoundCloud? Mm-hmm. Wow. From, and that's from you DJing? No, that's just from—I think I was releasing a little bit of sounds by then. Okay. Or just, like, beats. I was making beats and shit, whatever. But not, like— Beats? Like, ah, oh, yeah. I was just like, all right, I'm going to do this little flip. Sifu seems like such a connector. That dude is an Aquarius. What is, uh, He's what a are, whore for the people. Oh, okay. Truly. He really seems like a spoon that stirs the pot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because he's like, I don't I know. Mean, I'll tell you honestly. He's good with everybody. Yeah, I'm saying. like, And just after starting following him on social media, I've learned about so many other artists. Exactly. Like, he he's really crazy. does put people on. He really do. Yeah. And so he put you, he puts you on or with Mother Nature and you move yeah, in with him. Yeah, I think... Did I meet him? Wow. But I didn't meet him in Texas then. What the fuck is going on? Did I, I think I finally met Pink Seafood in Chicago. Like in real life? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, in IRL. Chicago. Yeah. So like, yeah, he came to Chicago. I was like, oh my God. He's just playing a show yeah. or something? Or was he doing? No, I think he was just coming to visit. He stayed at our crib. Oh, yeah. It was fire. That's tight. It was really fire. So that was cool. 
Um, that was like my first taste of like real adult life, I guess. I mean, I was already like on that, but I was just in a dorm, which I don't know, being on a school or property still makes you feel like you got rules because you can't smoke in a dorm. I mean, like just type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever. Yeah, that was mad cool. Um, I lived in that crib for like two years. Yeah. So I was in Chicago for a hot second. How does life change in those two years? Is that when Ooh. you really start delving into the music? And yes, stuff? because I, I, I didn't have like much to do. Because um, you had quit school. Quit school, and then I had rent to pay. And so how well, how did you pay rent? Didn't want to get a job. Band camp. Well, oh, wow. <laughs> Band camp really saved my fucking life or saved my ass. And sometimes my parents would spot me if it got too rough. Yeah. But I was, I was on some really poor shit, for sure. This is Living wild. with like six, seven people in one crib, like three bedrooms. Wow. And so it was like kind of an artist commune. Technically. I mean, it still felt like a family. It was like... Three girls, four girls, including myself, and, like, two dudes. And is everybody musicians in the house? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And so are you picking up uh, on the band camp hustle from them? No. I was completely separate from them, honestly. But our energies just worked together. I was kind of, like, the outside source. So I didn't really—I kind of minded my business because that's just how I am. But, like— I didn't really get myself involved in a lot of their shit. Because they were like a group. Like, it was their manager, and then it was the artist. Oh, yeah. And then it was, like, the DJ. So it was like, okay. so That was cool. I loved them. It was great. But um, I was just really to myself. So it didn't matter, like, what drama was going on. You know what I mean? It was just like, I'm, I'm over here, though. Sorry. Do <laughs> you feel me? So I feel like it was just, like, a lot of figuring out shit for myself. But it was, like, very um, inspiring to write to just having this capacity to just be alone and, like, be... I mean, uh, have people be impressed, yeah. honestly. And have myself be impressed. Like, you had, a, you had a built-in brain trust there where, like, you could make something and show people and get that, instant feedback. or not even that, where I would be... or I would just feel comfortable with singing my shit out loud and they would hear me. And not be embarrassed. Yeah, and yeah. I, they wouldn't even ask. I wouldn't have to play nothing. They'd just be like, oh, that sounds cool, you know what I'm saying, or some shit. So you had your own little setup in your bedroom or whatever? Microphone, laptop. That's it. Interface. Yeah. That's pretty much it. What, and you were making your own beats at the time? Mm, I think at that time, 10-4 was sending me shit. Um, who else was sending me shit? My, uh, I wasn't really. I guess I was making kind of my own beats, but kind of not. I was getting sent a lot of shit. Um, then I was going to New York. So I went from Chicago, and then I like visited New York for a couple of months. And then I was in New York, and I was like, damn, I kind of want to be in New York, but I got to pay my rent back home. So <laughs> so I, I made hoop dreams to pay my rent in Chicago. So, like, that was cool. I don't know. All this shit So is that's, just, like, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's 18, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like 17 or 18? 17, 18-ish. Okay, yeah. Mm, yeah. Mm, time is weird right now. It is. But, yeah, I was hella inspired in New York. That's when I met Mejuan. I was going to the jazz cafes. I, I met Melanie Charles. It was cool because like, everybody was just homies. Yeah. But I met, like, Amani. I met, like, just all the New York homies when shit was just, like, regular. I didn't I didn't know Mike or anybody yet. That's what's so interesting in talking to, you know, you and Sifu and Maxo. And, and I, it's just, like, this sense of communal artistry in this scene that you guys are all a part of and kind of rotate around. But I always try to get to like the... Like how everybody like how connected. you guys all find each it other? It doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, like I'm always wondering like who is the person... Like the when you went to New York, had, how, did you, how did you meet everybody? Pink Sifu. Okay. Literally. Like that's my bro for real. Yeah. Like obviously we have the same name. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Nah, but not even. But just like 
we was just kind of on the same shit. We was everywhere at the same time. So it's like when he was there, I would be there too. So I don't know. That shit was mad So cool. you met up with him in New York? Yeah. And like, he was taking you around meeting new people? That or we just linked because that's the only person I knew at the time but until I met Akima and everybody. But yeah, that shit was just traveling with my road dog. I guess like whatever. That's my dude. I can't even believe that nigga really just moved out of the way. It just kind of broke my heart. But it's whatever. But like, yeah, that just... Being with that nigga, for real. That's how I met everybody. I met Maxwell through Pink Seafood. Yeah. I, honestly, that wasn't even on a music tip. I was just like, who's your mans? Yeah. <laughs> Don't die. I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to holler. Like, who is this nigga? And he was like, I don't think, I don't think. And I'm like, nah, it doesn't matter. I'll wait. <laughs> like, nah, for real, though. Like, I haven't met Max for a long time, but... Yeah, like, I got introduced to Ali, everybody. Like, but it's, it, you know, it's funny, though, because... I try to ask, like, man, how did you guys all become friends? And it's, and it's really just like, oh, we're just like cool people. And I'm like, oh, I can't relate. I'm, I'm not used weak. to. I have to. I have to try to like, hey, how can I be your friend? Whereas Sometimes, like, like, it's yeah. like realistically, artists like seafood, they have an aura around them where you just yeah, want to yeah. be around them, exactly, and so people yeah. just want to be around him. I exactly, feel like is what it is, yeah. right? But you have you have that same aura. Mac- Maxo has that same aura. He like, does. All but he's of, more all, mysterious than all he of is. Us, he's very quiet, you know. Mad but, mysterious. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, all of you guys. Guys have that same aura, so For sure, so you could see it from a distance that people just want to be around. Yeah, I think I'm I, like fucking with live. I met like Mind Design through him. I met all the homies, so it was just like we was work. Like me and Mind Design was like doing fun shit, like all the fun sessions and shit. And I'm, like it was, it was a couple of fun summers that I had in just Los Angeles solidly. Like linking with LA people though. So when you're in New York, right, and you still have rent to pay in Chicago, then what happens? Do you move to New York or do you no. or you're just back and I forth? I was just there for like a long time, but I just paid my rent, but I was like, I'm gonna stay here because I can't afford a ticket now. And so when you're, <laughs> you're like couch surfing and couldn't yeah, afford to get at back? The, at the homies' cribs. I'm at everybody's crib on the couch for sure. So how long have you been in LA now? For like two years now. Okay, so after New York is. To LA or did you go back? No, you had a stint in St. Louis. You yeah, said? after New York, I went to St. Louis for a little bit. You're a ro- you're a Rolling Stone too, just Hell like yeah. Dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's also just from like wanting to experience different places before I like did anything because I want to know where like where I would want to live. Yeah, but yeah, I went to St. Louis to like work a little bit and just like get, get on my feet or whatever. Went to LA. Um, that's kind of when I like Max and so I kind of quit my job off some love shit not even quit my job but I was just like fuck y'all like y'all fucking Urban Outfitters they was calling me like bet you missed your shift like are you coming or not that's how they- <laughs> and I'm like uh, that's how, that's how like, the people at Urban Outfitters talk nah well, I was like oh yeah I guess I'll come tomorrow so I had to go back to St. Louis and whatever cap that shit they, they literally sent me like 45 cents as my last check I'm like these niggas hella petty but went there and then I went to Denmark what? To make an album with this group called Athletic Progression, which I hope it'll come out soon. But um, How's Denmark? That shit was fire. I went with my homegirl, Akima, from New York. It was great. Like, it was super sisterhood of the traveling pants. Are there art. black people in Denmark? It's like African people. I didn't really see a lot, though. Yeah. There was, like, one black person that we was working with, but... You know, it's interesting. My wife's always talking about wanting to move to, like, a Nordic country because mm-hmm. there's supposedly these, like, socialism utopia-type places, mm-hmm. but I've been hearing they that... They're kind of racist. That's what I'm saying. They're fucking like, racist. My whole, like, my whole thing is, like, she has a lot of wanderlust, mm-hmm. and, and as a cancer, I do not. I've, like, found my place. I love being this here. This is it. I Thank love you. Los Angeles. I'm like, I'm good. I feel you. And, and, and so, like, you know... 
she's more worried about like, oh, if we have a kid, air pollution here. So I'm like, air pollution is so low on my worries. Like my my biggest worry, because I grew up in the sticks, I grew up in Alaska. I'm like, wow. I want my child to be able to experience culture that yeah. I didn't get to experience. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like I, I want him to be able to like be in a melting pot. Facts. And so like moving to that a Nordic shit, country. It's I, just so flatline. Like, know? I don't know. Just And they, I feel like they're racist, but sometimes they don't know it. <laughs> like and that should just be weird. It's like I don't like this. Like that's the that's a really interesting. And it be black point. people like that though, or like mixed race people that are like that. And it's just like I'm not fucking with this. Like y'all will never. One thing about being an American black person is nobody will ever never fucking understand that shit. It don't matter what kind of black people you run into. They're not gonna be your skin folk. That's so. That's like, it's so not the same interesting. Shit. And so. I, it's not the same. It will never I think be the same like shit. even when you talk to people just across the border from us in Canada, like the the experience up there is so different than racism in America like talking to talking to people from any other country I'm like you guys don't really understand like the extent of racism in America that shit is crazy because they're like, well, whole country, it's all systemic. Our whole country is built on racism. 1,000%. Like the Constitution is all language that's trying to mask the racism. 1,000%, like, though. And so, yeah, trying to explain that to people from another country, they just are like, well, well, no. like. But it's like, it's racism everywhere, but there's no type of racism like American racism. It's, it is that just. that shit is fucking terrifying. It is just, you couldn't cook it better with a recipe. On me, it's just like a loop that never stops either. Like, even if people are still realizing it's still not enough people. And, and it's wild because like, here I am, uh, 39 years old, grown up here the whole time, and I'm still learning new things about how fucking racist our country is. Every goddamn day. Hell yeah. And imagine having to live that your whole life. Dog, I, I'm saying, like, From I can't. To the tomb. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine. And, and and the amount that you've experienced already as a 22 year old woman is like unfathomable. I, for me, too. Shit. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. But it's, yeah, because it's not. I forget what the fuck we were talking about. Oh, I know. After St. Louis, you, you get a 45 cent check. And then, uh, and then you moved to L.A. Is that exactly. what that's Exactly. Um, yeah. I went to Denmark for a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Denmark back, made the album. Came back and then... Well, I finished Couldn't Wait to Tell You in St. Louis. And then I went to Denmark to oh, make so. another album. And then I moved to L.A. Oh, so you were back and forth to Denmark twice. And no, you, I just went one time for like two weeks. And so you, you made Couldn't Wait to Tell You in St. Louis? Yeah. It's just me and Meggie when I saw that's Bay, it. Bay Area. Uh, is it Minnesota? Or not Minnesota, but... Ma- uh, where's Prince from? Minneapolis. Minneapolis. That is Minnesota, though. But yeah, Mejuan from Minnesota, Minnesota. But stays in the Bay. So I feel like it's a little, you know, yeah. it's a good combination because oh. I don't know. Mejuan is like. So that's all one producer on that? Yeah. I was going to ask Plus you about that. I didn't ben know. Hickson. No, okay. That was about it. And that's it. Me and Meji. Let's talk about that's this. That's my record. dog. How long did it take you to make? Two weeks, maybe? Two, three That's weeks. That's it. How long did it take you to write, though? You wrote it all at that same time? Yeah, I wrote all the songs. Like, I hear the track, then I tweak it to how I feel like I could write to it, and then I just write to it. Or I just freestyle to it. I'm like, okay, I hear this section sounding like this. Yeah. Shit like that. Are you prepared for how many people that look like me are going to be telling you you're a genius for the rest of your life? Oh, I would love that. You you don't mind that? That of doesn't feel not. like a lot of pressure to you? Oh, no. Because, okay. number one, nobody will ever be able to pressure me as much as I pressure myself. Really? They will never be on my fucking level. So, I'm like, thank you. I will always be humble about that because I will never be satisfied. Because I'll be honest, like, in listening to that record, 
I mean, more than one time where there's spine tingles, but also like in listening to it, it just feels so important. I don't know if that makes sense, but it just feels like an important record. Like it feels like this is the beginning of something really huge. Are are you proud of it when you were finished? Oh, fuck yeah. Like the first draft of Couldn't Wait to Tell You was my shit and I played it for so long. So now I feel a little um, detached from it, but not in a bad way. I still have... A lot of love for the song. What does that mean to feel detached from it? What do you mean? Explain that a little um, bit. I feel like in the beginning, I just felt more like it was my baby. Like, like you were precious with it. Yeah, I'm like, wow, do you want to listen to this? It's so great. Was it because you were it. the only person that had really heard it at that time? Or um, not even. I think it was just like the rawness, like just the sampleness of it. Just everything was just like, I don't know, the the energy of it was just really what I needed in the moment. And then it just grew up and became its own thing. And I'm like, oh, goodbye, butterfly. I don't know. But now I'm just like, damn, that shit drained the fuck out of me. That's like how, literally birthing a baby. And it's like, fuck. I use that analogy. I hate kids. <laughs> like, wow, get this fucking kid away from me. I, I think that all the time. Like, putting out a record feels like, you know, I don't know what giving birth to a child is like. But I, I do feel like they're all like your little babies that you let out Hell into the yeah. world. And you're proud Some of each of them. Some are easier than the others. Right. And you're proud of each of them in their own right. But, like, after a while, you're like, fuck them kids. I'm sick. Of, like, exactly. Go to your right. fucking mom's house. Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Like, I, I'm at this point where I don't feel like I have to revisit it. I don't have to do none of that shit. Well, you know what that means, I just right? look at it and I'm like, cool. That's good to see you. Good to see you there. You know what that means, though. What that mean? That means artistic growth and that you're about to make some more fire oh yeah i'm just waiting because it's like it's a weird period right now where i I feel it but i'm going through a lot of other shit on just a personal level so it's just like eh. but i'm also just kind of uninspired nothing is really just sonically inspiring me right now so it's just like whatever bruh but there's this thing where once you get to that point with a record that you make where it's like, I don't need to revisit it anymore, then that eventually turns into like, uh, actually, I hate this record. And then it's like, once you dislike it, that's when that's when you know like you've lived enough to really change as an artist. Absolutely. I think for this, I've more for like, at first I was like, damn, I wish I didn't drop this. Because even though it took so long to drop this fucking album, as soon as I was like done, I was like, Damn, I'm really not done, though. Why? I just felt like it was some elements that I still wanted in it. But then I just was like... Oh, you are a perfectionist. It's horrible. That's got to hurt. It's literally fucking horrible. But it just gives me more space to realize what I can do with it now. That's still... In different ways. So I'm like... Cool. So it it's still like flashes of that six-year-old going like, I can't exactly. get it to sound exactly. Exactly. How I, I don't even want to put this shit out no more. Like that was really how I felt, but not even like that. But it kind of felt like I was kind of edging towards this period where I was like, all right, I don't, I'm not excited about it no more. I don't really care. Like, put it out. Cool. I hope y'all enjoy. Oh, but that I, that's cool though. That's cool too. I mean, I think people do enjoy it. Yeah. And what's I'm the re- glad. what's the response been like? It's been pretty great, honestly. A lot of the things I can't see because, like, I can't really Google my name like that, which is, I don't know, everybody was kind of on my head trying to get me to change my name for that, but... Oh, because, like, the SEO of the word live. Yeah, fuck that, bruh. I don't even But, I care. mean, doesn't the period help? No, it actually hurts a it lot. It does. No shit. Because it still comes up as, like, live. Mm. So, but that's whatever. It, that'll change in due time. Yeah. But I'm not really tripping on that. If you really want to hear that shit, you're going to hear that shit. People are going to find it. I'm not trying to be fucking Drake level. Right. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> but it's one of those things like finding you guys' records. It, it, it reminds me of how you, you and your, you know, your artistic brain trust have all found each other. It's like it's unexplainable, exactly. but they just pop into like exactly. I really go into a record store and being like, "What the fuck is this?" And you're looking at the cover like, "Damn." Yeah. And you pop it in, it's like, "Damn." Well, and that's the thing is like, really like the way the network works too. It's like once you find your record, for example, it's like following you on social media, you're going to just accidentally find all these other great artists exactly. that you associate with too. That's it's like a web. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Like I gotta say, you, you your whole friend group is great at really like spreading the fucking artistic love. Absolutely. You know I mean? The only thing we're missing right now is John fucking Bab. Uh. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know where, but who that stagnant energy from that man right now is killing the game. <laughs> but nah, it's cool though. Big love to John and Anna. You feel me? I'm like, wow. We need you. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's been. Put I don't up know. the bap signal. For <laughs> real shit though. Because I don't know. For for us, it's just been like a constant evolution. Like, Liv will drop something, I'll drop something, John will drop something. It's just like back and forth, domino, domino, domino. Or like somebody else, I don't know. And it's so we're constantly um, inspired by each other. But right now, it's just kind of missing a few elements. Right now, not even just him, like with a few people. But it's just from everybody's just changing. Everybody's living life and growing in life and becoming things that they didn't expect. So it's a, and you know it's just naturally a hard year to be around people too oh, like you're supposed to be avoiding so your fucking best friend, you know what I'm yeah same <laughs> i'm like i don't fuck with none of y'all yeah period yeah it's a hard year for art <laughs> speaking of which i mean like on a more quote-unquote normal year you would have been able to like play some shows for uh, this it would Awesome. You would have been able to. I mean, I'm sure this. If you didn't already have a booking agent, this would have gotten you a booking agent. And would yeah, have been, I was supposed to. I actually did sign yeah. with a booking agent. And, and so, like, you would have been on the road right now. Oh yeah, it would have been fucking fire. You would have been making. But a I don't nice really money. care. I'm, yeah. I would have been chilling. I'm still chill. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of glad because, like, I just know when it is open and everything's back up, it's gonna be so fucking lit. Yeah, it's gonna be. So lit. I'm just like, all right, I'm chill. I'm going to might make another, you know what I'm saying? It's something. Do something. I don't know. But but I'm also just thinking, like, I was also performing a lot of these songs on the um, on the Earl's tour. Oh, yeah. And just in general before, like, I was testing a lot of, just on some real rock star shit, like some real parliament shit, not releasing the songs. And then, like, a year later, you actually release the songs. And it's like, oh, that's I heard, what that I is. I heard that before. Exactly. Yeah. Now that you've bounced around so many places, right? Mm -hmm. I'm talking all over Texas, Chicago, St. Louis, Denmark, Los Angeles. When do you think the <laughs> when do you think the travel bug will hit you again? Ooh, it's probably soon. Yeah. You really think you're gonna have to get out of LA? I think what's really hard for me about leaving LA right now is just the fact that not not even that anybody's holding me back, but just like once you get in a relationship and you're like but it's just like, all right, I, can, I don't have to do that, though. <laughs> but, right. but I feel like that's for sure something that's been kind of like, like, aw. But I've, we've actually done a lot of shit. We went to Hawaii. Like, we've we done a lot of cool shit. How like, was Hawaii? Some, we, like, me, uh, Earl, and Baby Mother, and Mike, we all had a show in Hawaii, and we just brought wow. all our friends. or that's like so brought cool. Our boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever. That's really dope. That shit was fun as hell. That shit was a blur, though. But it was mad cool. We, me and Mike have done some shit. 
That's tight. It's cool. Well, look, I just want to congratulate you on the record. Even if you feel like now that it's out in the world, you don't want to look at it no more. I still listen to it a lot. I listen to... I'll be putting it on while I walk to walk my dog. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. One thing about this record I do love, I don't have to listen to it because I can't remember all the shit. You remember it. And just mom- like parts and moments really stick out to me. Yeah. And it'll be in my head. So it did its, it did its job. So I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. I won't listen, though. <laughs> I think it's going to take you a lot of places, but I think really... That it's just the beginning. Hell yeah! Yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of years and a lot of great work in front of you. Ooh, I'm so say excited. That. I'm so excited to, to hear it. Yeah, Julie. thank you though. Of course. Me. That being said, since your name is so hard to Google, tell the people where they can find you online. Oh, maybe Twitter. Yeah, which um, is Olive Oshun, not Osun. So O L I V E O S U N is my Twitter at, and then my Instagram is underscore Oshun. Uh huh underscore osun and then my yeah you just look me up liv.e which is not live e it's not live so (laughs) find uh live on twitter and instagram as she just spelled it and the easiest way to find her and listen to the amazing record couldn't wait to tell you dot 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 the ellipses right very important uh is just if you just search liv.e in any of the DSPs, that's Spotify, iTunes, title, whatever, you'll find uh, her whole discography, which is all marvelous and only going to get better as time goes on. Muchas gracias. Yeah, you're welcome. So that said, my name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me online at It's Intuition across all platforms. You can follow us as a unit at Kinda Neat. Uh, YouTube.com slash kind of neat where you are going to see Liv perform. What song are you going to perform? Oh my God. I'm so excited. Uh, I think I will play Loving You at 21. I like that song. That's a beautiful song. I love that That's song. That's one of the ones where I was like, oh, this could be the one that she performs. I hope so. <laughs> no, I love that song a lot. It's great. You might hear me sniffling and crying behind the scenes as I film this. Aww. No, I was like, but I love that. YouTube.com slash kind of neat. mask on your eyes. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> where you're going to see Liv performing. Uh, And that's it. We did the thing. This is Liv. I'm Lee. And this is kind of neat. That was fun.